This is Father Jacob Bertrand Jansing. This is Father Joseph Anthony Kress. Welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. Father Joseph Anthony, here we are. And look at us back at it again, I guess. We've never yeah. not been back at it, but yeah. Yeah. We're doing all right. I'm hanging in there. Good. That's great news. <laughs> <laughs> the good news of the day. Uh, here we are. What? It's like mid, mid-January. mid I think so. Somewhere around there. Yeah. I guess. Well, you're in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in... New, I had to remember. New, <laughs> where do I live? Uh, Where's in, Waldo, man? That's right. I'm in New Hampshire. Um, Januarys are kind of different. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, winter is winter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess what's going on. Well, winter in Central Virginia, Virginia is an amazing state. Like, I've really grown to love Virginia a lot. Um, But there's a lot going on in that state. Um, Where I am in Central Virginia, we're right in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So we still get a lot of snow um, at times. We're at the base of the Blue Ridge. Um, So obviously, you'll get more snow up in the mountains. Not as much as snow as New Hampshire gets. Mm But you still get a lot, and that's there, there's something really beautiful about the first snowfall of the year, like just that kind of silence as the big fat snowflakes fall down and, yeah. and cover everything. So um, yeah, it's it, there's something really special about that. You know, we're not Virginia has you know a lot of uh, down in Virginia Beach and down near the Outer Banks. There's a lot of ocean and, and things like that. But still, up where I am, you get that sense of the the winter yeah, uh, yeah. and the you know you just want to sit in front of a fireplace and with your snuggie and just uh, you know enjoy. I've thought about a snuggie. I've never owned one, but I've yeah, never thought about. Yeah. It. You've owned one. Of course, I have. That's it's a it's a blanket with arms, man. Like well, why would it? That? It's it's fantastic. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's there's something really beautiful about it. But I will say, I'm not built for the cold. Okay. Like, I I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. I I despise the cold. I would rather be on a like in the summer. Send me to Florida, Florida Keys. Like, I'm I'd rather be in warm weather. Yeah. But yeah. there is something I can recognize that is very beautiful about winter and the yeah. snow. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I don't like to be hot, and I'm not like if I had to pick seasons, it'd be fall and winter. Um, over like really? spring and summer, yeah, just maybe I think so. Like temperature mm-hmm. wise, I mean, it's obviously like what you can do in those seasons is very different, so that yeah. might like change yeah. the game a little bit. But yeah, up and up where I am, um, it's winter comes early and it often comes hard and it stays, you yeah, know, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So we've had a good bit of snow already, but typically the snow like really comes after the new year. We get snow like before Christmas and stuff, but yeah. like where we're really getting like snowed in is like February, March, um, which is, yeah, it's a thing because, because for that, me, man. yeah, after like February, I'm, I'm starting to get ready to be done. Yeah. And like, it's the end is not terribly terribly near um, I just, i'm sorry yeah. i just i don't like the short days i want a long day. i killer. want i want the song i want the sun to like set like nine ten o'clock at night like That's i killer. love yeah. the long days just like yeah. sitting outside but when the sun sets at like 4 30 i'm like oh, it does when we I don't hit, like that buddy. when we get to Ugh. daylight savings the so the fall like december's tough yeah, yeah december's yeah. tough because like by 4 p.m it's it's pretty dark mm-hmm. and then you know, by 3.30, the sun, 3.45, I might be exaggerating a little bit. The sun's going down, but obviously, like anyone who's lived in winter, which is probably a lot of people who are listening, I'm not saying anything novel, but yeah. like when you get that that winter sun and it goes, even if it's like not yet setting, but it's like below the tree line and it's just like, 
shadowy and gray. It's like, and then the sun comes up like around seven in the morning. Like I go to the parish often and it's dark. Yeah, I hate it's that. for the morning mass, which is at seven thirty. So, anywho, yeah, well, talk about dark things and yeah. the suns. The, the sunsets. Yeah, well, we can talk life. about the rising sun, but the sunset of life, but the rising sun of Christ. Hey, yeah, like that. And uh, <laughs> but dark things. But yeah, today we wanted to talk a bit about um, about last rites. Yeah, yeah. and and death, mm-hmm. and to give a sense of what what does it mean when we talk about last rites. Yep. And as the title of the episode is last rites, when should I call the priest? Like when when should this be happening? And also per, and we'll talk about first probably like what is happening? Yeah, what yeah. what does it mean by last rites? What and and how do I sort of incorporate that? That's probably not the best word, but understand that so mm-hmm. that I might mm-hmm. um, call upon the priest and and ask for these these last rites and these sacraments whether for myself or for a loved one. Yeah, yeah. When appropriate and good. Um, and I think we can, we'll talk about it too, and perhaps, um, start off by talking about it. Some of, you know, in our experience yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. priests, what, um, yeah, just that our experience of last rites of death, of dying, um, that sort of thing. And I, I'll say this, I'll start it off by saying this, that, um, and thinking about the priesthood mm-hmm. before I entered, before I entered formation, as I was in formation, you, you know, you, I'm sure you've had conversations that are like, what's your favorite part about being right. a priest or what do you right, think? Right. And often you get, which are good things. I'm not saying they're not good things, but like <laughs> celebrating the mass or hearing confessions or that sort of thing. Big fan. I would have never guessed um, how, how often the last rites or the sacrament of, 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 uh, sacrament of anointing of the sick how much, especially now, not so much as when I was vocation director, but mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. now as a pastor, how how the sacrament of anointing, last rites, death is so part and parcel of my priesthood. Yeah, I was yeah, really yeah. like a central thing that I that I do in my priesthood. So I don't know if you've had that experience. I know yeah. your parish. I mean, you're at a, a campus ministry, but also with a parish. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you're surprised if you've been surprised by that or kind of like, whoa, this is actually like. It's really at the heart of, yeah. of what we do in our apostolic work. I don't. I don't think we were adequately prepared for it. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't. I mean, it's not that we we weren't trained on how to celebrate the sacraments or how to you know comfort and be with those uh, who have experienced death or that are presently dying. Like we we went through all that kind of formation. But I agree with you. Like it's it's a huge part of our priesthood. Um, that is, I, maybe there's just no way to adequately prepare somebody for that. Like you just right. have to go through that. Um, and I think part of it, you know, um, where I am in, in central Virginia at the university of Virginia, you know, we, we care for the, the hospital because it's a university hospital It's part of the university. So we take responsibility for that. And, um, it's a trauma one. So you get calls at all times, uh, all, all times a day and for a variety of issues. It's also a research hospital. So there's people from all over the world coming for specific types of, you know, um, new treatments and, and things yeah. like that. Um, but when I look back on my life, the most like poignant moments of my priesthood, the most beautiful moments, the things that like have impacted me the most have been at the bedside. Yeah. They've been in the hospitals yeah. and I would have never expected that. And there's some really, really powerful moments and it's extremely humbling because you look at these people and you get called at whatever time of day and, and you, uh, you roll up in there and you recognize that you're you're at the bedside at this very vulnerable moment and this person is inviting you into some really intimate parts of their life yeah. and uh, really important moments. And the reality is they want Jesus. 
Like they're, they're, they're turning to God and they made a decision to cry out to the Lord. And the closest thing they can get to him is, is me. Yeah. And that's, that's extremely humbling. And I have no right to be in that privileged moment, except my priesthood. And I take that very seriously, but there are some really beautiful moments of, of healing and forgiveness that takes place within those hospitals. Um, that I've been I've been blessed and lucky enough to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, and it's I like the similar setup. Um, I would say, well, I'll say this first that like as you're talking, the if we look at the seven sacraments, right? Yeah, the, yeah. It's really, I mean, they're they're all in different ways have um, bring to the fore sort of vulnerability mm-hmm. uh, and and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, right? And we can think here, of especially confession. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uncomfortable. It's you know that sort of thing, but you have to be particularly open, but. But with anointing of the sick and last rites, as we'll describe in a minute, um, it, it's like it's high stakes, and there aren't <laughs> there 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 isn't the sort of like the facade of things like it's death. You can't get you know, it, and there, there's no facade it. of it. You can't there's, distract it, right? Like and it's, it's that's it. And where with even like in beautiful moments that are also kind of high stakes. I mean, like think of like marriage for a moment. Yeah. I'm not saying that's high stakes in the way. Death, like those are different things, obviously. But with a with a wedding and preparing for that, there's all the other stuff going on with mm-hmm. with death and last rites and anointing. It's like it's just death. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. it, and it's coming. You yeah. know that sort of thing. And and I don't mean to be like blasé or like glib about it, but like that's the reality of it. Yeah. So like when we as priests come into the room, um, that's kind of that's the mentality at least that I have. That it's like let's prepare, mm-hmm. give the sacraments. Through the sacramental grace, offer comfort and peace and strength to someone who's either you know gravely ill or on the verge of death. Um, so, and then as I was saying, I have a similar setup in New Hampshire at, at, because Dartmouth is there, so there's yeah, the right. medical center there. And outside of of Hanover, the town, which is a college town, it gets pretty rural. Mm-hmm. And the um, Dartmouth Hitchcock Medical Center is like the hospital at UVA's level one trauma center. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you have the parish calls, you have the calls for the nursing home. Father Timothy, who's the chaplain at the college, who lives in my community, we both do overnight on call shifts. So if there are trauma stuff overnight, yeah. we get, you know, so it's these, yeah, these moments that have been, as you've described, um, beautiful in the privilege of being invited to bring Christ to yeah. to people in need. So let's do this. Why don't we talk about we I've both of us have said last rites, anointing the sick. Let's let's put those let's put that in context. Like what right, are we talking right. about there? Um and then I think let's from our experience, like let's highlight some sort of um pitfalls or mm-hmm. where things have where we've seen things gone wrong and then offer some advice for right. how like how to handle direct approach maybe approach is the best word yeah. approach yeah, yeah. last rites in these sacraments well and in a way that's prepared so that we're not caught off guard because often it is the case that you know it's, i mean we might be man. yeah we might be someone might be getting close to death but it's it's never an easy or kind of thing so if we can be prepared before those we can better yeah like serve those who we love so okay last rites let's Let's talk about what do we mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by the sacrament of last rites. Well, there ain't no sacrament okay. of last rites. Such a okay. for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, last rites um, is actually a combination of three sacraments. Okay. Um, yeah. So you have uh, the anointing of the sick, um, confession, and the receiving of Holy Communion uh, in viaticum. So yep. those three sacraments together comp- comprise last rites. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's there's a confusion often is that we'll get calls from the hospital staff chaplain or a family member requesting last rites or, you know, come in, can you celebrate the sacrament of last rites? And it's like, well, it's a little more dynamic than that. 
Um, and, and so I think there's there's some of that confusion. One of the things I will say is let's just focus first on the anointing side of it all. Yep. Uh, the anointing of the sick is a sacrament that can be celebrated um, repeatedly, you know, and it's primarily when somebody's health uh, is is taking a turn or they're preparing for a major surgery or anything along those lines. And it's it's encouraged to receive that sacrament for those types of things, you know, especially if you're preparing for a surgery to go go to your priest and ask to be anointed before you go under for the surgery. Um, I've seen it many times. People go in for simple surgeries and something goes wrong. Yeah. And it's that's really important. And there's just little things about that um, that I like is like you can actually anoint the site of the right. surgery. Like yep. if somebody's getting knee surgery, you can anoint their knee or something like that. So I think those things are important. Um, but when we look at quote unquote last rites, it's the those three sacraments that come together, right? So you go to confession first, then you receive anointing, and then it finishes with the giving of Holy Communion in viaticum, which right. means food for the journey. Yep. So this is the final time that this individual receives communion before they they pass from this earth. And that's a really important and beautiful moment. Um, and I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of times where, uh, because of the confusion about this sacrament and some of the things that we'll talk about in a little bit, um, we as priests don't get called until it's too late to celebrate all three of those sacraments. Yeah. It's too late. Either the person's intubated or they're unconscious and, and can't respond. And in those cases, in extremis, like in extreme circumstances, when death is imminent and those faculties are no longer present, we just turn to the, the anointing. Right. And yeah. so, but we want to talk about like how important all three of those are together and yeah. when possible, they should be celebrated together. Yeah. And it's exactly that, that like ought to frame our mindset and approach to receiving yeah. last rites, to, um, as you were mentioning, even like in preparation for surgery, as someone's aging and, and you know, because of aging, moving towards right. closer to death, um, you know, those sort of things that it's, that, 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 that it's, it's, uh, this might be a, a kind of cheaper silly way to say it, but it's like a package deal yeah. that we're aiming for. Confession, anointing, Holy Eucharist or viaticum the last time Dude, we receive. It's, it's a it's yep. a value meal. It, you when you go to a McDonald's, okay. <laughs> you get you get your burger, your fries, and your I'm, drink. You oh, could order yeah. those a la carte, right? You could go to the dollar menu and get each one of those individually. Oh, for sure. yeah. But I'm a big fan. I want the value meal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Give me that large Coke, a double quarter pounder with cheese and no onions, and then a large fry. I want it all together. Okay, so we want it all together. <laughs> Y'all, you decide that. which yeah, which element of my analogy. McDonald's order is the each sacrament, but you that's for the comments the below. If you okay, want, but hopefully, maybe you'll remember <laughs> it if nothing else. Um, but what I want to point out too is is like is and this will help uh, again situate the 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 need yeah, for the sacrament. Yeah, yeah. But but what do what does it do? Yeah. Like why the last rites? Is it just something that is there? like make us feel better or is it just like a comfort no of course not so if we look at what does what's the well let's talk about um anointing of the sick like mm -hmm. what is mm -hmm. the end what's the grace that anointing of the sick gives well the grace is is that it strengthens somebody mm -hmm. in the face of death yeah first spiritually yep. and second bodily mm -hmm. um that it that it gives strength because we recognize and not we but the lord who gives all the sacraments for a particular reason at particular times in life to sanctify and to strengthen and offer his mercy and his grace when needed. Mm -hmm. He knows that in death, in the face of death, in the face of death. Um, 
our faith will be tempted. Yeah. We need help. It's not, death is not an easy thing. No. Let's say it that way. You know, so our Lord gives us a sacrament to help us in it, to strengthen mm-hmm. us, to conform us to his own death so that we might remain faithful, so that we might be infused with sanctifying grace, mm-hmm. faith, hope, charity, the virtues, so that we might be pre- prepared to go meet him. Mm-hmm. So why accompanied though with the other two? Well, confession, it forgives our sins so mm-hmm. that we might not you know, be so that we might be forgiven, receive his mercy, anointed to strengthen us in spirit and and soul and body so that we might face death. And then nothing but himself in Holy Communion so that we might have, as Holy Communion is sometimes called food for the journey, viaticum, that we might go to meet our Lord fully prepared. Now, as you mentioned, there are circumstances where we might not be able to administer all the, if you can't, you know, if someone is on a feeding tube, they can't they, receive, they, can. they can't eat, they can't yeah. consume our Lord. Um, so we can offer the sacrament of anointing of the sick. Um, so I think it's important as you were laying out for us to understand like the value meal, the package deal, right? Yep. That it's the three in that order, mm-hmm. confession, anointing, Holy communion. Um, and that, that what it's for mm-hmm. to help in, in difficult in a difficult trying moment. Yeah. I.E the near the, the nearness of death right our approaching death and i think when when we have experienced a lot of confusion we've experienced you know um and from our end as priests i, I, I think we can call it this sometimes when we get yeah tell, called, talk about like, some of those sometimes it's really frustrating to get that call yeah and it's either we get called when it's too late and the person's already died or we get called and they're like well you know, the, the family's on their way and they want to be there. So would you mind, you know, coming in like, uh, you know, eight hours, like we're calling you now, but I was like, well, is the person dying? Yes, they're actively dying, but you want me to wait eight hours? Like it, it, there's a lot of frustrations too for that. And I, this is my kind of rule of thumb or let's say practical tip to people. If there's a situation where the doctor comes to the family and says, okay, it's bad. There's nothing, you know, more, there's we nothing more we yeah. could do. Now's the time you should call all the family together. Like if there's children, call the children, tell them to drive in or, you know, get the family members on the phone so they can say their goodbyes. Like when the doctor gives that instruction, that's the time to call for the priest. Yeah. So if it's called the family, that means also call the priest. Um, because the doctor is giving that advice so that there's enough time to get everybody there before the person, the individual passes. Um, it's really, really disheartening, really frustrating when there's been such a delay and then the person's unable to receive the sacraments because they've already passed. Yep. And um, Or they, they were good, but then by the time they called for the priest, the person's incapacitated. Yeah. You know, and they can't do all three um, of last rites like they should have. So that's my, that's my advice is you know, when that doctor gives that instruction to the family to call the family together, please make the call to the priest. Yeah. And you would rather have more time to make this happen instead of being rushed at the last moment to try to uh, try to get them what little semblance of the sacraments that you can. Yep. Yeah. And I think a good rule of thumb here, or not a rule of thumb, but a good um, thing to remember to keep in mind is that, you know, the sacraments are for the living. Yeah. Right. Right. They're for the living. Um, so we can't, administer the sacraments for those who have passed and it's not it's not been it's certainly been a handful of times where i've been called as you've you know as you've said where i've been called when someone has passed Mm -hmm. uh, but the family wants prayer said but the person like they call as soon as the person dies it's just like 
It's hard. It's for me. It's it's yeah. It's disheartening because yeah. there's it's a it's a misunderstanding of what the the sacraments are right. and that sort of thing. Which you know, I'm not I'm not casting like blame, Mm-mm. but it's just Mm-mm. it's just a misunderstanding. So that's why I think it's so important for us and for you who are listening to understand what these last rites are for and what they're about and and that sort of thing. And um, that, it, yeah, I mean, that brings up another thing that I've experienced a lot is like. Hey, Father, like the family's on your way. Can we when can we call you back once they all get here? And it's like the sacraments are primarily about the individual yeah. who's getting ready to die. Yeah. Like they need to hear the words and they need to hear the prayers of that strength. Yeah. So that they can prepare. If the family can be around, yeah, that's great. And then that can help, right? The pull everybody together. But there are also sometimes where um given certain family dynamics, like it's actually more problematic to have the entire family there. Um, and so if we kind of keep that mindset of the sacraments are for the individual who's preparing to die, you know, and that's the most important thing. Um, it need not, it's not necessary to have the entire family around for that moment. Right. And if it's possible that then great, great, because that can add a comfort to the family knowing that they've received the sacraments and things like that. But it's not something where we have to wait till everybody's in the room, you know, because I've been there and I've like rolled up on the floor and walked in the room. They're like, oh, uh, so-and-so just left to go get dinner. Like, can can you wait till they get back? It's like, it's not necessary that they're here. Like, it's necessary that this person in the bed receives the sacrament. So let's go do it now, you know? And I think one of the things you spoke of is actually the beauty of the rites is that they're extremely brief. Yeah, that's true. So like, yeah, yeah, give give some of that experience about the beauty of the brevity of it all. Yeah. So, I mean, especially anointing, the anointing, (laughs) if, if it's that, that the sacrament of anointing of the sick, I mean, what it takes three minutes. Honestly, it's like three to four minutes. Yeah. So I was, if um, you have the final commendation, it's maybe five. Yeah. But. So I, I think I was telling you this story that I was uh, called in once to to bring the sacraments to <clears throat> to somebody who was dying, and he was I mean he was dying, mm-hmm. and dying was death was coming. He was I don't know if I'm sure you have I don't know if other people have been around someone who's passing, but right. it's the the short, shallow, intermittent breaths, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like deep kind of breaths, kind of the death rows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know. So I got there, and there was a woman who was with him, but apparently his children were were on their way. Um, and she wanted to see if I would, if we would wait for them, but they were, they were on their way. They weren't close though. You know, they were like driving in from like Boston or something, you know, they were hour plus away and it's like, well, no, you know, no, we're not going to wait. I didn't say, but she called one of the sons and luckily one of the sons was like, no, just, you know, have father, you know, give him the sacrament that, that, which took the burden off of me of having to explain, you know, it's really important that he receives these sacraments now. Mm So, um, but this woman wasn't Catholic who was okay. with this man. It wasn't his wife. It was a friend, you know. And um, she, so I, I, I put my stole on. I anointed him, went through the rite, and that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. And she, she said, oh, is that it, Father? I was like, that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> it's like, that. yep, that's it, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quick. And, and it's quick not because, not because, like, time isn't, like giving our time is it important? It's quick because it's not what I'm doing or what the family surround the family who's surrounding this person's yeah, doing yeah. or or what the person's doing, but it's about ready access to Christ. Yes, and it's about yeah, not it's not a time thing, but it's about immediate access to Christ and what Christ offers, what He Himself offers through the sacraments and through the treasury of graces that He's entrusted yeah. to the church. Um, 
So it's it's like every sacrament. There's there's the matter and the form. There's the thing that's done, the anointing on the forehead and on the hands, and and the words that are Roll that it. are said. And there is a very brief right before and after. And yeah. and that's kind of it. It's it's not a sort of uh, don't be bothered, but a, like let's get this person the grace they need. Here no, that's now, that's you know? such a good point. Is it's like it's not dismissive, yeah. right? It's it's actually it's brief, but there's there's a beauty in that brevity uh, for it. And I've seen um, some just like. And I know there's a lot of fear. We're talking about the misconceptions of these sacraments and when to call the priest and things like that. And I think one of the things that holds people back in a lot of our frustrations is there's a lot of drama around the priest. Yeah. You know, you see people trying to hold out for the last moment and they feel as if when they call the priest, that's them giving up on grandma or that's them giving up on mom and dad, you yeah. know. And that's really hard to see because it's not you're not giving up on them. It's Just not like the opposite, we're going to do right? everything we can, but it turns out we've done all we can. We can't do anything else. Pull in the priest to, you know, do Wrap his little magic. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, we're not giving up on grandma and grandpa. Like we, we're giving them the thing they need the most to right. face death. Yep. And I mean, you know, when we get called into those rooms, especially when there's a lot of family, it can get very dynamic in there and it, it can get very charged and there's a lot of emotions. And I think that's why we're encouraging the calling of the priest early and not waiting to those final moments. And if you do call the priest, like don't look at it as we've given up and it's, but it's like, we're giving them the greatest support that they need at this moment. Yeah. You're giving them the greatest and number one thing that we can offer in a face of an extreme trial for them. And that's, that's so important to understand. And it's just like switching the mentality of this is like, and I think that's, that was part of the uh, desire, uh, especially, you know, in the later 20th century and post council was to emphasize the anointing of the sick as not just saved for those final moments Yeah, is like, this is something that actually is a preparation for, um, for our final uh, moments on death, but not just for that absolute final moment, Yeah, you know? Yeah, one of the things that too that comes to mind a bit different, but in the same vein is is in especially in the hospital settings and trauma settings is it, it, well in any medical setting the 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 great work that like medical professionals, nurses, and doctors do. Oof. But like walking into a trauma room, the, uh -huh. it, when you were talking about giving the greatest support, it reminds me. I, I don't think most hospitals. I think in some ways think about like the spiritual care as part yeah. of the service, but uh -huh. I don't know if everybody does but it certainly is but the I, I i think it's been a rare exception when i've had difficulties with like a doctor or a nurse and generally it's usually just the opposite you know yeah. i've been, i've walked into trauma rooms where it's not good and there you know you have the whole team working and yeah. like father walks in because the family's called and they kind of step aside like they you you know the kind of role like they know father's going to take a minute in that yeah. in that in that extreme and, setting and just and be out but they'll step aside from the bed you know you reach over anoint and you're out and then they're back working like it's i don't want to say it's cool i mean it's a tragedy but it's the way like the medical world in my experience yeah. especially in those like high energy like trauma mm -hmm. settings the medical world and the the chaplaincy services kind of can just blend and, and not get in the way and not compete but like like you said offer the greatest and fullest support that we can to people body and soul one of the most poignant moments i've ever had was with a doctor in um in the delivery ward oh, wow. uh there was the mother was about ready to give birth and they weren't sure if the child was going to mm. survive the birth or not and so she asked for the priest to be there and it was it was myself and the uh doctor delivered the child together and it was it was a beautiful moment, but I learned one of the most pastoral things because the child didn't survive. Um, I remember asking the um, 
the doctor and said, okay, like, did you pronounce the child? Cause like I have prayers after death and a prayer for a mother at, at those moments and stuff. And he said, no, he said the, the time of birth and the time of death need to be two separate times. That mom, that woman in the uh, bed needs to know there was a period where she was a mother. Yeah. And I was just like that kind of pastoral sensitivity, yeah. you know, from the doctor was, was beautiful. Yeah. And, and he was so accommodating and he's like, yeah, we're in this together here. Like, that's you cool. know, yeah, it was, awesome. it was a really beautiful thing. Uh, and that brings up, I think one of the last things that I want to mention, um, cause we're talking about misconceptions and misunderstandings around the sac- last yeah. rites. Um, it, it happens when, um, the great tragedy and a trauma of a, of a child who's facing death. Um, and sometimes we get a call from a chaplain, uh, a staff chaplain, or a call from a parent or a family member who says, you know, this, this child is dying. Can we get last rites for him? And that's a little difficult because the answer actually is no. Like, we're not going to do last rites for a toddler or a child. Mm-hmm. In the church's eyes, the, the sacrament of anointing is inherently connected to confession because they both forgive sins, actual sins, you know. And for a child who has not yet reached the age of reason, there aren't sins. There to forgive. aren't sins to forgive. Yeah. yeah. And so they can't actually receive that sacrament because there's no actual matter, in that sense. And so it's really difficult. But in a situation where a child who hasn't reached the age of reason, who hasn't reached the age of seven, um, we wouldn't actually anoint them. What we do is we complete the sacrament of baptism, and that's the sacrament of confirmation. And so that those are those are you know very difficult moments, very tragic moments. But uh, I've been called multiple times to give last rites to a child, yeah. and then you have to kind of walk the family through what you're because you're going to say, actually, I'm not going to do what you're requested. Yeah, I'm going to do this other thing. So you kind of have to do some catechesis. But for our listeners to understand that, like in those really traumatic and, and tragic situations. Uh, we we're, we've been talking a lot about the sacrament of an, uh, in a sacrament of anointing and all three of the last rites as this preparation for death. Well, in the case of a child, we actually look to complete their baptism as their final preparation yeah. uh, for death, which is is a little different, but it, I think it needs to be said. Yeah, and it achieves the same. Yeah, it prepares. It's sanctifying it grace. Christ. It's a sacrament, yeah, exactly. right? These, we're talking about sacraments for sanctifying yeah. grace, so yeah. they do that. So I think what two by way of just wrapping up here, two quick takeaways. One, remember that like last rites, confession, anointing, holy communion, viaticum, if it's the last time. Um, it's it's as Father Joseph Anthony says, a value meal. It's a package deal. It comes together. <laughs> and it's it's about giving somebody who's close to death Christ. Yes. Christ. And secondly, um, don't be afraid to call your priest. Even if you're not sure, yeah. is it time? Is it not time? Call. He'll answer. Call. He'll let you know. He'll offer counsel. He'll offer advice. Um, so don't be afraid. It's not a sort of giving up, but it's it's simply a giving, a giving of Christ, mm-hmm. and whether it's for yourself or for someone you love. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that's a bit helpful. It's helpful to me, Father. Thanks that's so nice. much for Thank being you. here Enjoy today. Enjoy this conversation. All right, great. Okay, we should Ever, do it again. Maybe one time. Maybe one more time. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of God's Planning. Follow us on. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like and subscribe, leave a five-star review. You know the drill. It's all very helpful to us. If you'd like to uh, donate to the podcast, you can do do so through Patreon. The link is in the description below. You can also check out the links in the description for our God's Wedding merchandise and upcoming 
Godsplaining events. Speaking of which, we're excited um, in March, on March 16th, Godsplaining is coming to Lincoln, Nebraska for a day retreat. That's Saturday, March 16th. We'd love to see you there, whether you're from Lincoln or might want to travel in. Be awesome to, to spend the day with you, to pray with you, to, to study a bit with you, to to get to know you, to see you in person. So check out our website for more information as it comes out. And um, in the meantime, pray for us. We're praying for you. And until next time, God bless.